So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Several years ago, I sat down and I started thinking about every coaching session I had ever done. Every successful agent, team leader, CEO, broker owner, manager, tech company, mortgage company, uh, finance business, fintech company, all these extraordinary men and women that have opened themselves up to me to reveal how their business is working, where it's failing, where they needed help. And I remember sitting in Laguna Beach, California, at the Servant Sand Hotel, sitting down thinking about, if I were to write another book, what would the book be on? And the concept I came up that day was a book called Plays That Work. Now, don't be shocked. And no, I'm not trying to sell you a book right now. It's actually sitting uh, a big stack of paper. I wrote out uh, about 400 pages. My intent was to have it be about 125 pages. But when I got into the weeds of it, I recognized there are so many plays we can run to be successful in business, just like there are so many plays you can run to be unsuccessful in business. And you can put life and business, you know, together inside those two phrases. So I want you to think about it like this. If you've never, if you've never heard this concept before, or maybe you've heard me talk about it from the stage or maybe in a different podcast, but I'd love you to listen a little more intently as we start this year, 2023. So I remember watching uh, my son play football and, you know, he was, he, he was a good athlete, right? I have two sons. One was a tennis player. That's another example. My older son playing football, uh, you know, he started in his freshman year, played all three ways and had really never played football before. Never, you know, a little flag here and there, but nothing like high school football, you know, pads, the whole nine yards. And, and I remember watching this, this very, let's just call it liberal arts high school full of a bunch of kids where everybody could be on every team. It was like kind of one of those schools. And of course, you know, sort of the, you know, the, the bigger kids were the ones that were going to stand out. But at the end of the day, the team was small, right? There was like maybe 11 kids out of like 36 uh, that actually had some connection to the game, could play the game. And they were in a, a league that was pretty competitive with like sometimes 50 and 60 kids on the team. So they can rotate kids in and out, where in many cases, as, as one of the coaches once said to me, it's not safe to put out some of these kids. I don't care, you know, how big or small they are. They're just going to get pummeled by other people. And he's like, and as a dad, I just can't do it. Right. That by the way, was a play that worked. And I remember sitting down with the coaches and they're like, look, we know this. We're going to identify at least in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and all the way down to the fourth quarter, last two minutes, we're going to identify two or three plays that we believe that if we practice it hard enough and we run it enough, we can run that play and we can do well until the defense stops us. And I thought, you know, we all know that. And yet, why don't we apply it to business? Why don't we take that same example? You know, Kobe Bryant on the post, right? In the later days of his career, Shaquille O'Neal inside anywhere near the basket, Kareem from the free throw line anywhere. And sorry, Laker, Laker, Laker example, but you know what I mean? Like Kareem with that skyhook 
was so extraordinary. It was a play that they could run over and over and over and over. And of course, it made him one of the greatest scorers of all time, right? You know, LeBron will probably pass him eventually. But here's the point. They didn't go out there and say, we're down by one. There's seven seconds to go. Let's run a new play. No, they're like, let's go to the play. We know we have the highest probability of success on Magic. Get Kareem to the ball in the post. Kareem hit the skyhook. That's a play that works. Now, think about your business for a moment. And this is just going to be a short podcast. I just want you to think for a minute. Think for a minute. Think about the things you do in your business at work. Do you have a documented list of plays that work for your evening routine, your morning personal routine, your morning business routine, your appointment setting routine, your email marketing, your open houses, the plays that you that work for taking out buyers or a buyer consultation or a you know a buyer agreement getting signed, buyer representation? Do you have the same thing for a listing appointment? Do you have the same thing for an afternoon where you have nothing in your schedule? In an environment like this, where the greatest asset you have and I have is our time, can you afford to run plays that don't work? Can you afford to always be trying something new every single time and not cementing once and for all? I know when I do X, as many days as a row as I can, I produce Y. It's predictable, it's scalable, it's dare I say, automatic. If you take the time to document those, not if, when you take the time to say, when I do these things for my past clients, I get referrals. When I do these things for my sphere, I generate more referrals and direct transactions. When I do these things at conferences like with Tom Ferry, I generate more agent agent referrals. When I do this before an open house, when I do this at an open house, and when I do this after an open house, Oh boy, is it wildly successful. When I do direct mail around listings and sales that look like this and include this and have a QR code, I get this response. When I just haphazardly say, I'm too busy, just send anything out, though I know you say you'll never do that, but you won't put intention behind it. It's the little details of the plays that make them work. It's not just get it into Kareem and let him do the skyhook. It's get him into the, you know, the, he wants to be, he wants the ball high on his right side so he can do one pump fake left and then go up. It was the details. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work and the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. I don't know if you guys, did you guys ever see um, Kobe Bryant's detail show? Right. So, you know, so many of you know, you, you may know I, I had the, I was blessed to walk into the gym one day and Kobe was there and it was just he and his trainer, Big Raj and me and my guy, Rich, shout out to Richard Farley Jr. Richard's gym, you know, 445 in the morning. This is, you know, long after his career, kind of before the, you know, Oscars, <laughs> Oscar, I should say, and the books and everything else. 
and and we were chatting about one day, you know, this vision of the show details and how he was going to get all these other incredible athletes, the Wayne Greskies of the world. Um, I'm not Tom Brady, but his alter ego, I would say, or the other guy. Help me out here, guys. Peyton Manning. Thank you. Because they wanted to break down the smallest details of what causes these athletes, I think Mia Hamm was, you know, on the, the roadmap, by the way, for soccer, like what were these things that this gal, these guys did at such an extraordinary level over and over and over and over and over that in many cases were unstoppable and they would just do them over and over and over and over and over and they would win and they would win and they would win and they would win and they would win. Why is it that you're constantly trying to reinvent the wheel? Why is it that most people, maybe you, are simply unwilling to document, here's my place at work. Like, you know, when you, when you join a, you know, a high school team or a college team or a, you know, a pro team, certainly, they hand you the playbook and they say, study this playbook. If you were at the summit last year, I gave you 15 playbooks for 15 extraordinarily effective plays at work for various different lead generation you know, sources. We gave you a listing presentation from one of the best listing agents on the planet. This is what she says, this is how she says, and this is what she shows people. And yet, I know the 6,000 people inside the room and the you know, 15, 20,000 people that were watching on broadcast around the world, I know they saw it all, I know they heard it all, I know they had access to it all, and yet, Many of them still run plays that work now and then. Or worse, they make shit up as they go. Now, I'm just asking you, as a committed pro, whether you're a real estate agent, title rep, mortgage, you're a friend, you own a dry cleaning business, you own a juice bar, and somebody said, hey, you should listen to this Tom Ferry guy. There are plays that work and there are plays that don't. And if you don't take the time in 2023 to document the stuff that you do, that you know works, as boring as it is, as boring as it is, I'm asking you to document it and then fall in love with the mundane. Run the play that works until it doesn't, then tweak it, not create different things over and over again that don't work, right? Always be testing, of course, but not when it comes to the essentials, right? The foundational principles of your business. You can test on top of that, but you don't want to be testing all the time with the foundational principles that make you a fortune. Fall in love with the mundane, fall in love with the boring, run plays that work, and you will have a great year. Constantly making up shit on the fly, 2023 is going to be rough. So on one hand, I want you to make up the list of everything that works. On the other hand, I want you to make up a list of all the things you've tried, all the things you've attempted and flat out the stuff that you know absolutely doesn't work. I'll give you an example. When I was running my dad's company many, many moons ago, he, he was wanting to launch a new service and it was like going to be a monthly reoccurring interviews with top agents. Imagine that, like, you know, audio cassettes, that kind of thing. And, you know, we tested sort of the model. We knew the concept was right. We knew we had an addressable market that looked good. So I had this stupid idea that I would mail every single person in our database a letter with a sign-up form. And we, you know, we didn't hand address it. We didn't hand stamp it. We labeled it and then, you know, ran it through the postage machine, which is like the worst direct mail ever. We had his logo on it. So automatically some people are going to go, ah, that's from Mike Ferry. He's trying to sell me something. And they threw it in the trash. Others maybe looked at it and like, eh, right. We had 
a letter that didn't have a bold, exciting promise headline of a problem we were going to solve, as an example. There was no testimonials. There was no validation. It was just like, hey, we're doing this. We think it's going to be great. If you want to listen to what top producers have to say, you know, grab the form below and send us a fax, like send us a fax. We didn't say call because they could have called. We just said, send us a fax. I mailed out 125,000 of them. Take a stab at how many orders were faxed in. What's the old line? Survey says, and zero. That's a play that doesn't work. Knowing what I know now, I would have tested maybe 500 pieces to see if I got a response, then tweaked it and tweaked it, and then tested it again, tweaked it and tweaked it, tested it again, tweaked it and tweaked it. And then once I figured out the play that works, then... I would have mailed it to 10,000, maybe 50,000, maybe, uh, you know, all the entire list. We learn a lot from our mistakes, but only if you document them. Otherwise, we have a tendency to repeat them over and over again. So my lesson for you for the day, and just a quick, short message. What are the plays that you're running in your business that work? And what are the plays that you're running that are wasting your time, wasting your resources, wasting your opportunities, not getting you clients, and not getting you get paid? Do more of the first and do less of the other ones. Make sense? Thanks for listening. And by the way, if you know someone that should hear this, send it to them. Send it to them. Send it with love. All right. Thanks so much. I'll see you next week. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.